So, I've been on the show for almost a year now. Happy anniversary! That's not what Happy it is. That's not what this is about. Oh. But in that time, I mean, you already kind of knew me, but I think it has refreshed everyone's mind, me being on the air five days a week, that I'm kind of insane. Yeah, you are. I'm, I'm sorry. Do you guys what is, mind? What is going on over here? Here. What What are you doing? Sorry, Did you guys Dave. trade keys? No. Was, was this like a, a key party? A swapping situation? Describe the problem, Jake. Okay, so I got... Honestly, I, I got to the bathroom on four, and it was occupied. And I'm like, well, I, I need to go to five. This is not going to last until I get home. Uh-oh. And I was about to get on five, and I realized I don't have my keys. <laughs> The door happened to be opening. Dan was coming out, so I'm like, oh, hold it. i got to go grab my keys. And then I come in here. Bob yeah. sits where I sit, and I see no keys, but he immediately starts reaching into his pockets. Like, why? I'm thinking, why would Bob have picked up my keys? And it's because they we are. We share a chair. We share a chair, and our keys are identical in every way. You um, both have a, f- we have the a exact Ford, same Ford Fob. Yeah. And, and no each, other keys, just, just the sensor right. things for the, the doors. Right. Yes. So I saw... The key's here, and I thought I better put these in my pocket in case I have to go to the bathroom later, thinking it was mine, and apparently it was Jake's I because it's in right. my pocket right next to the other one. I Jake, think- you need to put like a uh, like a bottle opener or something on there to make Just it distinctive mid- to your, yeah. Like a picture of Luca, maybe. I think those are mine. I think you're right, right? I'm saying those are yours. Okay. It doesn't feel right in my hand, though they're mm. exactly the same. Really? Yeah, no, it's the same. I don't, I don't think that I don't know what that little silver thing is, I but either. I think that's you. Well, I've never go seen it before. Yeah, like the, go, take take Bob's private elevator to the <laughs> yeah. gold not car a private elevator and yeah. see if it works on his it's car. It's used first. by many. It's a very widely used elevator. All right, thanks, guys. This is where Uncle Bob takes his victims. <laughs> I'm sorry, jeez. I'm sorry, Dave. You were saying before. No, what we lost. All I was saying is that. Dave. I I acknowledge that I'm insane. Yeah. Not as insane as Gordon, but I definitely am insane. Yes. Given that everything I see looks like a penis. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least he admits it now. Yeah, and we did talk about in the meeting whether or not Aaron Judge could hit a home run with his penis. You did. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know who the we were in this conversation. But but, but yes, he probably could. Yeah. But I had I had a thought that raced through my mind today, and I just I wanted to gauge I wanted to get a gauge on how insane I am. If anyone else has ever had thoughts like this, and if not, can someone please diagnose me? <laughs> okay, so can't wait. I was on a walk this morning in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I was getting my steps in. Got to get my, your steps my in. My soda bro. my soda program, and. So I was walking through the neighborhood, and in the neighborhood, currently a massive project, multiple streets, they have the crews for Encore trimming the trees. Yes. To try and make sure that... Typical uh, site. Yeah, that uh, nothing is crossing over the power lines and everything's fine, and we're not going to have massive blackouts if a limb falls. It's pre pre uh, preventative maintenance for them. True yeah. that. Yeah. And so there's a bunch of crews on multiple streets. And so I'm passing by one. I'm coming up on one and there's like two trucks 
like dump trucks to take all the refuse away. And then they have the trailer that is the big industrial wood chipper. Yeah. That they're just throwing the right. big just limbs zing, in and zing. it's just turning it into sawdust immediately. Yeah. Just looks awesome. And so as I am walking towards it, I had this uncontrollable urge to break into a sprint and dive headfirst into the wood chipper. <laughs> Wait, obviously I didn't do it because I'm here. Ham, you're, Just to end it all. you're nodding agreeing. I've had that thought too. So but I'm just, not. So what you're, if I jumped in here? So you're as crazy as I am. Yeah. It would splinter you into a trillion pieces. Or would I slip through the blades? In two seconds. <laughs> yeah, he would have a, a superhero. He would have a better chance of surviving than I would. Well, now you're, now that you've graduated. And from fat camp? Yeah. <laughs> you don't know. Maybe you could slide through there too. Get on the scale. Get off the scale. So I, I, and, and like when we were at Lambeau Field mm-hmm. and we were waiting for the flyover and I'm, we were kind of in this, uh, <laughs> side area off, uh, the upper deck, but away from the stands where they had like the last couple of concessionaires and we were, overlooking the field in the corner and it's like a eight story drop before there's anything below us right we were as high up as you could get and i and i had the thought if i just climbed over this and just fell to my death would they hold the kickoff of the game (laughs) why do i have this death wish i I think everybody has that one i'm not even sure we would have mentioned that on the show (laughs) right dave i said I think it's normal. Oh, the other guy that was on the trip with us. <laughs> I think it's normal to imagine yourself falling to your death when you're in a precarious spot. I, I think that one is widely. But have, have you got... ever suffered with impulse control around a wood chip? No, no, no. That one is unique to you. He has <laughs> evil pulling him in a certain direction. Did you ever see the uh, the famous documentary in the 80s, Faces of Death? Yes. Okay. So there is a guy in Faces of Death, if you guys will humor me for a moment, that was doing some motorcycle stunt in which he went through a tunnel of fire. Okay? Yeah. And I don't know. It's probably was 50, it Frank? 50 yards long. It was not Frank. It was Please. some Italian dude or Spanish guy. Frank. Something weird. <laughs> Why did I do that? <laughs> so he does it. He does the stunt, and then inexplicably... He turns back around to go back through it. The other way. The other way. As he says, he had an uncontrollable urge to go back in. So whatever that is, it exists. It's there. Do you? And it's weird. It is weird. Yeah, I have one of them. Wood chipper Dave is is weird. It it is like the devil on your shoulder. Like, you should just jump in that wood chipper. Go, 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 go. Do you think it's like the urge to touch something that's hot? Like touching the stove? Because we all see that and we're like, eh, what would happen if I did I wonder how hot that is. Yeah, Yeah. I think mine. Or watch a ranger game. And this goes from, uh. What a D. Mine is from a family of railroaders. I am, uh, I don't know if. I brag about this often enough, but I am the first in five generations not to work on the railroad, right? Mm-hmm. Yet. What a braggart. <laughs> uh, I guess that it's a brag. It's a weird, weird brag, but one nonetheless. But the, the brush with death that I always imagine is could you not quite like the Lost Boys, but could you just literally like lay on a train track and the train go over you? 
Like you've seen yeah. in some movies. Like not across, but no, in between you, the tracks. You lay on the ties. Not, the rails are on each side of you. I'm positive the vacuum would uh, send you to your death, so I've never actually tried it. But, but my, the Lost Boys, mind, they were hanging underneath. Yes, they were hanging on a bridge, and so you know the aerodynamics works better. But I'm pretty sure this can't be done. But I've always, every time I'm near a train track, my mind takes me there for a brief moment before I slap I, ha- it. I have that, like if, if I ever go to New York City, I have that with the subway. Like, what if I just jumped in front of this train? God. <laughs> Dude. It's not quite the same because you are literally imagining your certain death. Yeah. Whereas I'm kind of wondering if it can be done. Bob's wondering if he's a vampire and can fly away. <laughs> That's more insane. Yeah. And rather than just blissfully ignoring the fact that you are finite, you're faced head on with the dark reality that you could choose to cease to exist. But instead, once again, decide to keep going regardless. So it is like, you know, you you could end up ending your life in this terrible way, in this terrible accident, but your brain is telling you, you don't want this. Could people, that's why I was thinking, I get it, there's a mechanism that stops you, but people that are not suicidal, that are just, their brains function normally, they're not upset, and they want to dive headfirst into a wood chipper. Because that is their, that's their calling of the void. If anyone has ever done that, or if anyone has ever looked at a bridge and thought, God, I'm, I'm jumping, but I don't want to die. I just want to jump. Right. Well, funny you should ask. So there is a Reddit thread of people who have succumbed to the call of the void. And none of these are super tragic examples because otherwise they couldn't post on right, Reddit. They'd right. be dead. <laughs> there's the there's the rub. <laughs> right? Uh, but one guy said that when he was 13, that they were, he was in the family car and they're driving down the highway and he just gets the urge to open the car door. And he swings open the car door and his mom freaks out and dad pulls the car over on the side and he gets an ass whooping. But he did it. But he did it. Yeah. He answered the call yes. of the void. He didn't attempt to like barrel roll out the door, but he was just like, what would happen if I opened this door when we're going 70 down the highway? Another guy said that he was going up a ski lift and he was just getting more and more hypnotized by the snow underneath him that he kept leaning further and further forward to the point where he finally just lost his balance and tumbled 20 feet down into the snow. He's like, fortunately, there was a lot of powder and it wasn't a huge drop, but that he just, he got hypnotized and he succumbed to it. Wow. There was a chairlift. Sweet powder day, bro. Maybe you skiers do happen upon this all the time, but there was a chairlift in Whistler that was so terrifying. I can't even begin to tell you how scared I was. Did you have of the it. bar that went over, so you're not going to really no, fall out. I didn't. No, you're just sitting there and you're leaning back in a chair, and you feel like I, I'm going to fall to my death. Yeah, it's chairlifts are scary. We had a neighbor who was like eight, nine, ten years old. I can't remember, and he was in our cul-de-sac, 
and his mom was driving away and she was talking to him like before she was pulling out what of the driveway and he had the impulse to stick his foot underneath the tire mm. as she drove away and she slowly rolled over his toes oh my god and he was wearing a shoe and it didn't do anything but he was screaming you know like get off go or whatever and he it did didn't it. do anything no Wild. He answered so the call of the void and yeah, this other guy, he did. I don't think he went through with this, but he was like, anyone else get the urge to throw their phone off every bridge they walk over? Wow. I'm still, I'm hoping that you do dive headfirst into a wood chip. <laughs> I know, right? I want you to be well, on Reddit going, dude, I did it. Well, I did yeah, it. Let us know how it goes. Uh, well, I'll have to go feet first in order to post on Reddit. Well, you don't know. Or, or type with your feet if you go yeah. right. hands yeah. first. But, but. <laughs> What I experienced was the call to the void, yeah. and it is an affirmation of my will to live, my desire to preserve the human appetite for life, and it's boiled down to your brain is doing a system test to make sure you decline the suggestion. That <laughs> yeah. it's like a pop-up. Do you really <laughs> want to jump off this building? No, no, I don't. Right. Then watch so I'm not that crazy, and neither are you, P1s, if you've had this. Well done. Fascinating. Off into the ravine, right? Yeah. Or if you are on a boat or a bridge and you have the urge to jump into the water. Yeah. I've often like on the, like the high five, like what if you just take it? What if you just floor it? That's a great one. Yeah. Every time uh, you go onto one of those new ramps that feels higher than everything else in the interchange. What if you floor it? You always think. Bust through the wall and just. It's Thelma and Louise. Also, I mentioned this the other day. If you are standing on uh, next to a train or subway tracks, you have the thought of jumping in front of the train or laying down on the tracks. What would happen? If you have thoughts about cutting yourself while holding a knife or a sharp object. Oh, God. I'm so fearful of that. I would never think about it. Or if you or think about putting a uh, yeah. a metal object in an electrical outlet, uh, or Bob? or sticking your hand in uh, yeah. a flame, or we mentioned on the top of a hot stove, or into the garbage disposal, yeah. right? Just weird things that are just like, why would I think that? What is my brain trying to tell me? And so, one, the Florida State study was trying to determine: is this normal? And so they had a pool of 431 students and more than half of those who reported never having suicidal thoughts ever. They're just generally happy, normal people, go, go, uh, you know, go lucky people, whatever, innocent people, innocent men, Mm -hmm. normal men that more than half of those (laughs) who never had a suicidal thought did have these intrusive thoughts. At some point in their life. And people who have sensitivity to anxiety, people who suffer from, from anxiety mm-hmm. are more likely to experience it, which makes sense that would for make me. Sense, yeah. And those with ADHD are predisposed to have these feelings come up more often than not than an ordinary person. And so they've, uh, this has been documented for many years. And so it's what Academics and philosophers are saying it's not necessarily subliminal suicidal thoughts, and it's not like a a morbid fantasy. 
it's actually you're misinterpreting your survival instinct. Yeah. That if you have uh, if you're standing next to a the edge of a cliff, your brain instills the fear that you might jump off to tell your body not to jump off and to back away. If that makes sense. It's kind of a weird mind trick that you're playing on yourself subconsciously. That you're actually affirming your desire to live by having these weird thoughts. I think that makes sense. Kind of a survival mechanism that is ingrained in us that uh, affects our subconscious and that triggers that. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, and and as it applies to anxiety, so this is uh, this is very Gordon, but the, there's a reference to Kierkegaard. Yeah, but Kierkegaard he called anxiety the dizziness of freedom, and so what that means is that. When you look down into the yawning abyss, you become dizzy, that you become overwhelmed with the boundless possibilities of free will, of your choice, and it overwhelms you. And so that's why people who have anxiety are maybe even more prone to this. But uh, we go back to uh, the video from uh, Jake Frew, and he kind of sums it up nicely. Frew. I think that the call of the void is this beautiful example of how persistent the human spirit is. When you're standing on that cliff and your subconscious offers up the thought to jump, it's almost like this check and balance system where your brain is reminding you that your life could end at any moment. And rather than just blissfully ignoring the fact that you are finite, you're faced head on with the dark reality that you could choose to cease to exist. But instead, once again, decide to keep going regardless. So it is like, you know, you you could end up ending your life in this terrible way, in this terrible accident. But your brain is telling you, you don't want this. Could people... That's why I was thinking... I get it, there's a mechanism that stops you, but... People that are not suicidal, that are just their brains function normally, they're not upset, and they want to dive headfirst into a wood chipper because that is their that's their calling of the void. If anyone has ever done that, or if anyone has ever looked at a bridge and thought, God, I'm I'm jumping, but I don't want to die. I just want to jump. Right. Well, funny you should ask. So there is a Reddit thread. Of people who have succumbed to the call of the void. And none of these are super tragic examples because otherwise they couldn't post on right, Reddit. They'd right. be dead. <laughs> there's the, there's the rub. <laughs> right. Uh, but one guy said that when he was 13, that they were, he was in the family car and they're driving down the highway and he just gets the urge to open the car door and he swings open the car door and his mom freaks out. And dad pulls the car over on the side and he gets an ass whooping. But he did it. But he did it. Yeah. He answered the call yes. of the void. He didn't attempt to like barrel roll out the door, but he was just like, what would happen if I opened this door when we're going 70 down the highway? Another guy said that he was going up a ski lift and he was just getting more and more hypnotized by the snow underneath him that he kept leaning further and further forward to the point where he finally just lost his balance and tumbled 
20 feet down into the snow. He's Dude. like, fortunately, there was a lot of powder and it wasn't a huge drop, but that he just, he got hypnotized and he succumbed to it. Wow. There was a chairlift. Sweet powder day, bro. I, maybe you skiers do happen upon this all the time, but there was a chairlift in Whistler that was so terrifying. I can't even begin to tell you how scared I was. Did you have of the it. bar that went over so you're not going to really no, fall out? I didn't no. You're just sitting there and you're leaning back in a chair and you feel like I I'm gonna fall to my death. Yeah. It's chairlifts are scary. We had a neighbor who was like eight, nine, ten years old, I can't remember, and he was in our cul de sac and his mom was driving away and she was talking to him like before she was pulling out. What? Of the driveway. And he had the impulse to stick his foot underneath the tire mm. as she drove away. And she slowly rolled over his toes. Oh, my God. And he was wearing a shoe, and it didn't do anything, but he was screaming, you know, like, get off, go, or whatever. And he it did didn't it. didn't do anything? No. Wow. He answered so the call of the void, and... Yeah, this other guy... He did. I don't think he went through with this, but he was like, anyone else get the urge to throw their phone off every bridge they walk over? Wow. I'm still, I'm hoping that you do dive headfirst into a wood chip. <laughs> I know, right? I want you to be well, on Reddit going, dude, I did it. Well, I did yeah, it. Let us know how it goes. I, well, I'll have to go feet first in order to post on Reddit. Well, you don't know. Or, or type with your feet if you go yeah, right. hands yeah. first. But, <laughs> but what I experienced was... The call to the void, yeah. and it is an affirmation of my will to live, my desire to preserve the human appetite for life, and it's boiled down to your brain is doing a system test to make sure you decline the suggestion. That <laughs> yeah. it's like a pop-up. Do you really <laughs> want to jump off this building? No, no, I don't. Right. Then watch so I'm head. not that crazy, and neither are you P1s if you've had this. Well done. Fascinating.